0: 12 years, you didn't even know you had a son. But then one day, I ran away from military school to look for you. And I'll never forget the words you said when your eyes met mine. You're my what? Mrs. Stratton? Yeah. Are you Edward Stratton III? That's me. Pleased to meet you. Hi. I'm your son.
1: To join this man and this woman in holy matrimony will you edward take this woman as your lawful and wedded wife i will and will you kate take this man as your lawful and wedded husband i will with this ring i thee wed i now pronounce
2: you husband and wife
3: Hey everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. Alright, today the episode I'm going to be focusing on is season 4, episode 22, entitled A Family Affair, which aired on March 16th, 1986. In this episode. Oop, hold on a second. Rick is dating a girl named Janine. Or Je- is it. Is it Jeannie or. I think it might be Jeannie. And when they have a spat, her father wants to see Edward. Dexter tells him that he might be connected, in quotes, to the mob. And when he arrives, he tells Edward to tell Ricky, (laughs) no, to tell Rick, to apologize to his daughter. Edward refuses, but when a strike at one of his companies is settled after the man tells him it would work out, Edward thinks he made the union settle so that Edward would be beholden to him. Alright. This one sounds like a weak sauce episode because it's got a 5.2 out of 10 rating based on 20 ratings. Let's see. Oh my gosh, I was so right! Married with Children's, Christina Applegate, who played Kelly Bundy, plays Jeannie Bolins in this episode. We also have Tyrin Perry as Becky, Robert Tessier as bodyguard, and Patrick Collins as Joe Bolens, playing Jeannie's father. This episode was directed by Jack Shea. Writers W. David W. Duclan, or is it Duclan? Duclan. <laughs> After so many years of covering Punky Brewster and covering Silver Spoons, I can never pronounce his name correctly. So we also have Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, Martin Cohen, Howard Leeds, and Ben Starr, all the creators of the show. This was written by Danny Callis and, of course, Linwood Boomer. If you're a Little House on the Prairie fan, you'll know he played Adam Kendall, Mary Ingalls' husband. So, I've decided after this, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back when starting season five directly after this episode comes out, the week after, I'm going to go back to an episode a week for the final season. And I kind of want to wrap things up in August. So that way, I can go into different strokes, which I have been, I've just recently uploaded, I believe it was Friday, the Mother's Last Visit, so pretty much when Silver Spins is done, then Different Strokes, of course, will be taking its place on the Punky Power podcast as the main podcast, along with Full House as well. So before I officially get into the podcast episode of Family Affair, I want to let you newbies know where you can find the podcast, where you can listen to it. You can listen to it under the Punky Power podcast, which is available on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Podbean. Also, if you've been enjoying the podcast for a while, or if you're just... Starting to listen to it. If you like it, go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, go to the Punky Power Podcast and leave a review. You can use emojis to describe characters, whether it's from Full House, Punky Brewster, Silver Spoons, different strokes, whichever. Of course, the social media sites, together we're going to find our way on an official Silver Spoons podcast is on Facebook. It's got its own page. Just type in Silver Spoons Podcast. It'll come right up. Also on Instagram, Silver Spoons Podcast. Alright, without further ado, let's jump into Season 4, Episode 24 of Family Affair. So, we start the episode off, we're in Burgers, the hangout for Rick, Alfonso, and Brad, and all the teenagers of, uh, Shallow Springs, New York. Rick clearly looks like he's got it bad for, I believe her name is Jeannie. And we see Alfonso kind of looking in uh, the same direction Rick is. He clearly can tell that Rick's got it bad. Now, when we see Jeannie, when we see Christina Applegate, she is, when, I want to look up, when did Married with Children start? Let me because this is 1986. With Here we go. So it would have started a year later in 87 because here Christina Applegate's got short hair like just basically to the neckline. But she's really dressed really nice. Either she's really big on fashion and dresses impeccably or she goes to a private school. She's wearing a collared shirt underneath a black blazer. Or, er, yeah. Or a jacket. And she definitely looks like the studious type because she's got her pencil, kind of the eraser near her mouth like she's thinking. Like, of course, he does this with every girl he's like infatuated with looking at. Like, like, groaning. Like, dude, calm yourself. And he's like, oh, I don't actually don't believe this. I wish I was a pencil. Oh, you're one of those guys. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I haven't heard that line in that movie, Christine. The Stephen King book turned into a movie. Some guy in the library said the same thing. Oh, I wish I was that pencil right now. Like, stop. You're being gross. Alphonse yeah, was like, look, this is getting gross. Why don't you go over there and talk to her? Okay, so Alfonso mentions the uniform. She clearly goes to some sort of private or prep school. I guess as Rick probably thinks he's a bit out of her league. Eastman Academy, gotcha. it's an all-girls school that she goes to. Alright. And Alfonso's like, you know what they say about those girls? Are you going to make a lesbian joke, Alfonso? Come on. I get the... He's teetering... Alfonso's teetering towards... A lesbian joke, cause he's like all day, every day without men, and he's just raising his eyebrows, cause he's like, "Hey, you know what they say about girls in pri all- at all girls schools?" And Rose like, "Yeah, what?" <laughs> oh no, he's like, "They're really lonely, if you know what I mean. Like they're desperate for a guy to make out." Like, st- ugh, Alfonso, you have got your brain crossed. But their teenage voice are only thinking with uh, that one part of their body right now. Rick's mullet, his baby mullet, is becoming a a junior mullet or a teen mullet. Because remember in season three, I'm like, oh, he's got that baby mullet coming in. It hasn't reached full mullet yet. It's like, it's not like to the point where it's at his shoulders, it's just like the bottom of his neck. And it's not, this isn't like he's gonna go full Billy Ray Cyrus achy breaky heart from the 90s or anything. He's not going that route. He's not going the Michael Bolton route. Or, or, who else had a mullet? Mullets <sighs> Bullets oh, were the thing in the 80s. So I'm gonna play this clip between the boys. Like, oh my god. They're just boys. Like, whoa. About girls Well, Rick is And um, Alfonso's not really helping (laughs) He's basically like, dude Just get over there and talk to her Stop, like, Put your tongue back in your mouth And get over there and talk to her I mean, this is just gross You said you wish you were her pencil Like, what part of you do you wish With a pencil? (laughs) I don't know But I'm going to play this clip
0: Uh, I don't believe this I actually wish I was a pencil This is getting gross Why don't you just go over there and talk to her? I don't want to bother her Come on, see that uniform? She goes to the Eastman Academy So? It's an all-girls school You know what to say about those girls Yeah What? No day every day
3: without men they're really lonely if you know what I mean what would you know about all school well, I'd and I better get right on over there, on there? <laughs> she's gonna blow him off Like, go away I...
0: what's that supposed to mean
3: yeah not nothing her.
0: nothing I was just trying to Hey, forget it. I'm sorry. It's never going to happen again. Hey, wait a minute. What? I'm sorry. Come on, He's sit down. pretty cool. My name's Jeannie. What's yours? Rick. I'm really sorry that I was being rude. But you know, a lot of guys they have this idea that if you go to an all-girls school, that you're an easy target. What? <laughs> no, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've seen you again. You remembered me, huh? It was hard not to. You sat on my girlfriend's pizza.
2: <laughs>
0: hey, don't worry about it. I thought it was kind of cute. Yeah, well, that's why I did it. <laughs> oh, gosh, I gotta go. Um, maybe I'll see you around sometime. <laughs> yeah, listen, I was just going myself. Can I walk you home? I guess it will be okay. Great, I'll be right back.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> she wants me to walk her home.
3: Wow. Do it
0: must
3: be lonelier than I thought. <laughs> let Oh, she's got a bodyguard.
0: Excuse me, sir. Who are you? Uh, this is Lyle, he's our chauffeur.
3: Oh. Hello, <laughs> Lyle. She's one of those. That Does he think.
0: drive the cars to carry them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: So Alfonso makes it seem like girls that go to an all-girls school are, like, starved for guys' attention. S- oh, and by the way, Rick is wearing one of the colors that I say does not look good on any human being. Yellow. It's canary yellow, but still. Eh. Uh, I also noticed that Christina Applegate has, like, platinum blonde hair. Which... I didn't think she had platinum blonde hair and married with children, but it's been a while since I watched that. So, with all that info in his head, fed to him by Alfonso, Rick goes over there. Oh, he's got that confident strut going on. He's like, hey, or I. And she's like, what's that supposed to mean? And Rick's like, oh, nothing, nothing, I was just trying to, you know what, I'll go. And she's like, oh, you know, come back here. I'm sorry, look, I don't mean to be rude. I just, people seem to get the impression that girls are starved for guys because they go to an all-girls school, and of course that makes us an easy target. I can only imagine the razzing that some girls get when they it's known that they go to an all-girls school and guys are just lining up to hit on them. Like, oh my gosh, you must be so desperate for a man. It almost, it just it makes it seem like the whole thing's for the reason, like, oh, that's the reason you're a lesbian, because you haven't been with a guy or something like that. same set of thinking. It's just, like, come stop it. But Rick, of course, Rick the Charmer, Sits down and talks to her. And when she says, you know, guys think because they go to all-girl school that, you know, we tend to be an easy target. He's like, oh, that's disgusting. She says her name's Jeannie. And he's like, yeah, I'm Rick. And she's like, I'm sorry, it was rude. Oh, when Rick's like, oh, no, that's disgusting. He he turns, looks at Alfonso who's giving him a thumbs up. Like, yeah, you're getting, you're going good so far, buddy. So she tells Rick she recognizes him like I've seen you in here before and he's like oh you remember me huh and she's like well it's not hard not it's hard not to since you sat on my girlfriend's pizza so probably Rick was making another uh, you know embarrassment of himself over a girl like he tends to do so that's you know the teenage boy way they only think with one part of their body and they're all thumble thum- thumbs <laughs> thumble thumbs She's like, "Oh, don't worry about it. I thought it was kind of cute." And he said, "Oh, yeah, that's why you do it. Did it." And so he's like flirting and everything. I noticed that napkin dispenser is like pink with purple napkins in it. And she tells him she's got to get going, and she gathers her books. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I was just heading out the door myself. Uh, do you think I could walk you home?" She, "Yeah, sure. Of course." What he does, he trips over his chair and the chair behind that chair. And then he starts to follow her out. Turns around like he's going to like give a thumbs up to Alfonso. But walks into who I thought was her bodyguard at first. Because the guy's coming from the video game area. I thought maybe he's just her bodyguard. He's giving her space and everything. No, it's her chauffeur Lyle who doesn't look like he has um, a humorous bone in his body. Then again, if he's like a security guard, if he's like a bodyguard, if he's like a chauffeur, how much he's there to do a job, not make you laugh. Yeah, before he heads out, though, he goes over to Alfonso, like, hey, guess what? I'm going to walk her home. And Alfonso's like, wow, she must be lonelier than I thought. Like, Alfonso, see, this is why you don't have a girlfriend right now. And Rex's all like, oh, hello, Lyle. And the guy just glowers at him like he wants to smush him like a bug. And Rick's like, wow, does he... Because uh, this guy is like a hulking hulk. Like, wow, did uh, this guy drive the car or does he carry them? All right, now we're back at the house. Edward and Kate are enjoying either coffee or tea. And Dexter walks in. Edward's like, hey, Dexter, what's the good news? And Dexter's just got this look like he is white as a sheet. Like... Your company is about to collapse. Well, that isn't good news. Looks like his job is having issues. The workers there are going to picket. The union wants 10%, but Dexter's only willing to settle with 6%. What, like a pay increase, or what? Well, Edward, of course, is like, look, the union might be tough to work with, but there's a time before when workers didn't have a union, they didn't have that protection and people to speak for them. Robert decides to have, uh, Kate go down there and work things out because the last time they had a dispute, Kate was able to go down there and things worked out fine. Kate's like, you just have to appeal to their goodness, treat them like equals, and wear a sexy blouse. Okay, so it's all about sex appeal, apparently. Rhett comes down as Kate's heading upstairs to change, and he's like, Wow. Dad, Dexter, did you look outside and ever, like, really look outside? And he's just, Rick's so jovial. He's so in love with this, just, he's upbeat, and happy. And I'm surprised they're not, like, let me guess, new girl. Because every other episode, he's got a new girl. Not a girlfriend, but a girl. I mean, we've heard him have supposed girlfriends in the past that we never see. Like, remember when I dated so-and-so for three months? You don't date anyone for a month, Rick. You have a new girl every single week. Yeah, uh, Dexter hit that nail on the head. <laughs> As he turns to Edwin, like, let me guess, new girlfriend, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna play this clip. Okay.
0: Boy, did you guys look outside? I mean, really, look, it's gorgeous. Bright blue sky, big bubbly clouds, what a day.
2: New girlfriend, right?
3: (laughs)
0: Dexter, not just the girl. The girl I've asked to the prom.
1: You've known Jeannie four days, you're gonna take her to the prom?
0: Yeah, if it's okay with Lyle. Who's Lyle? Her chauffeur. He's more like a bodyguard than a chauffeur. You see, when I walk home from school, he drives that limo ten feet behind us the whole way. A Rolls Royce doing five miles an hour. Maybe needs a tune-up. <laughs> I've got to go. I've got a date with Jeannie, and I hate to keep Lyle waiting. Bye. <laughs> right. Have a good time. Yeah. Son.
1: Listen, Edward, you better go over these papers with me. So
3: Rick, who's only—he's only known Jeannie for four days, and he's already going to invite her to the prom. He's what a junior at this point, possibly. I mean, he's going—he's fifteen, going on sixteen. I thought that was like a sophomore. But uh, maybe it's a senior. I don't, I don't know. Or not a senior. I'm sorry. A junior. Well, there are junior and senior proms, so... And I love how Rick says when he walks Jeannie home Lyle, the chauffeur drives like five miles an hour behind them. <laughs> Keeping distance. So I'm going to play this clip as Dexter's like, Wow, she's got her own chauffeur. Her family must be loaded. And Edward's like, yeah, her last name is like Bolens. Like Joe Bolens, her father. And Dexter immediately recognizes the name and it's like, oh boy. Let's hope that nothing happens between Rick and Janine Or (laughs) Jeannie.
1: So, who is this girl that she has her own chauffeur? Her father must be loaded. Name's Bolens. Joe Bolens, I think Rick said. You know the name? Hmm, Bolens. Oh my lord. (laughs) (laughs) Ack. What's with you? Bolins, I do know that name. He bought the old Kimberley mansion. Edward, there are rumors going around that he may be connected. (laughs) Connected? (laughs) To what? You know. (laughs) What's that? He's got ties to the mob. Oh, come on. No way. I'm telling you, I heard rumors. Oh, these rumors from the same source that told you that Lonnie Anderson was actually a man? (laughs) (laughs) That has yet to be disproved. (laughs) Do you remember Charlie Younger, the man who owned the big Y meatpacking plant? Charlie Younger? Yeah, I remember reading something about him. Joe Bolins made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Now it's the big B, meatpackers. And no one's seen Charlie Younger since. Well, Dex, maybe he just... Left the country. <laughs> you right. can believe what you like. But I know I'm never eating another hot dog for as long as I live.
3: So Dexter lets it be known that Joe Bolins is supposedly connected to the mob. And he also brings up how someone did made a deal with the guy who had a hot dog company or a meat processing. Plant plant or something like that. And the guy just disappeared. And <sighs> Edward's like, yeah, I'm sure you heard that rumor from the same people that t- told you Lonnie Anderson used to be a man. Uh uh-huh. Isn't this around the time that Burt Reynolds and Lonnie Anderson were married? Um, I was just thinking of the movie All Dogs Go to Heaven that came out in like 89 with Burt Reynolds playing uh, Charlie and I think Lonnie Anderson played Flo, the collie that had all those different colored puppies. You know, blue and pink and yellow and yeah. Alright, now we're going to burgers and it looks like Alfonso and Rick are double dating with Jeannie and I forgot this girl's name already. Okay, so Jeannie hands Rick a bunch of grapes And Rick's like Oh, this is stupid And the girl next to Rick Who's with Alfonso Is like, come on, Alfonso did it What did they do with the grapes? Are they throwing them at people? Are they trying to eat an entire strand of grapes? I don't know Let's find out Come on, Rick Here's your grapes,
0: it's your turn This is stupid Alfonso did it yeah, I rest my case. Come on, please. All right. What is he going to do with them? Oh, he's throwing... Oh, he's at the aisle. Sorry, Lyle. <laughs> oh, he's really Isn't cursed. it kind of creepy to have him follow you everywhere? You get used to it. Yeah, he's great at the beach in case you want some shade. Come <laughs> on, don't pick on Lyle. I mean, he helped me choose my dress.
3: Lyle. (laughs) 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 I I bet it's beautiful.
0: (laughs) It is. it's all satiny with lots of ruffles and it'll look great with your black tux. No, I'm wearing a plaid tux. Plaid? Yeah, it's going to be a real goof. Goof? Yeah. I don't want to look like some geek that's serious about dressing up. Oh, you're saying I'm a geek. Oh, come on. I'm talking about guys. Girls are supposed to get crazy about that stuff. Crazy! Oh, so now I'm crazy. Jeannie, you know what I mean. Yeah. You think this problem is all a big joke and that my feelings don't matter. No, not at all. Good. Then you'll wear the black tux. Boy, you don't give up, do you? Isn't this embarrassing? Shh, this is good. (laughs) You know... You do this a lot. What? Tell me what to do. I do not. Yes, you do. Every time we go to the movies, you've got to pick it. We've but... only gone to one movie. And who picked it? <laughs> shattered hearts and broken dreams. Oh! <laughs> I liked that movie. And so did Lyle. Well, maybe you should get him to wear a black tux. Look, if it's too much trouble, you don't have to take me. That's right, I don't. Well, don't. You're being a jerk. Okay, I won't. <laughs> fine with me. Me too. Fine. fine.
3: Fine. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, so basically, at first, when Rick took the grape and aimed it like he was gonna throw, I thought they were like taking turns, like seeing if they can hit Lyle in the back of the head. Excuse me. And. <clears throat> no, actually, what he was trying to do, because. Jeannie had her mouth open, so it's like, here, let's see if I can get that into <laughs> your open mouth. And no, uh, he does end up hitting Lyle in the back of the head, and Lyle just turns and just glares at Rick. like, Ugh. So Alfonso's date is like, oh, doesn't it get kind of creepy having him follow you all over the place? And Jeannie's like, no, you get used to it. Look, of course, is he making, like, a fat joke or what? He's like, oh, yeah, Lyle's great. If you want to go to the beach, he can uh, provide the shade. And it's like, all right, enough, like, badgering yeah. poor Lyle. He's doing a job. And Ginny's defending Lyle. Like, don't pick on Lyle. He helped me choose my dress. And here we got the boys laughing. <laughs> Lyle, choose your dress for you? Like, another, like... Andy's gameish joke. I just come on guys. That's, it's not funny. I know now we live in a PC world, but seriously. Stay off Lyle. Lyle just looks at Rick like uh ah, boy, I wanna just take my fist and just pound you into the earth. One hit at a time. Just poof, 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 right into the earth. He's gonna turn you into a golf tee, Rick, and then he's gonna hit a golf ball right off your head. And Rick's like, oh, I bet it's beautiful. And she's like, yeah, it's really beautiful because it's all satiny and has ruffles. Mind you, this is the 80s. The ruffles were a thing. They were a big thing back then, especially for proms. Whether it was the guy with the ruffled tux or the girl with the ruffled dress. And she, like, it's going to go great with your black tux. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not wearing a black tux. I'm going to wear a plaid tux. What? Seriously, he wants to do it because it's like a goof to prove that it's like, you know, I'm not really that serious about the prom, like, just to be different and stand out. It's like, it's going to be a real goof. So she, of course, sees this as, oh, he's not taking this seriously. He's like, yeah, I don't want to look like some geek that's serious about dressing up. And she, of course, thinks that he's calling her a geek because she's taking this seriously. It seems like she's taking his words out of context, and he's like, "I'm talking about guys. Girls are supposed to be crazy about this kind of thing." Granted, Rick probably could be using a different term of words, but if he's got to watch what he says slip out of his mouth, that you know, you know, the term "crazy" and "geek," I think she honestly looks like someone who is just waiting for an excuse, just. Kind of be done with this relationship Like she is just Looking at picking apart Everything that comes out It's like she's looking for a fight But then again Rick is being insensitive Girls He's dated enough girls to know that If there's a dance they're gonna take it Seriously they're gonna care about how They look That's no different than if he were to show up wearing clown shoes, a clown wig, and a big old clown nose to the prom. It's just a goof. I'm just like And I get it, he's a teenager, but come on, Rick. You're fifteen going on sixteen. You're not eleven years old. He needs to be taking her feelings into consideration. But then again, I think she is sniping just a little bit. Like Jeannie, you know what I mean. She looks at him like, yeah, let me get this straight. So you think this whole prom thing, it's a joke, and that my feelings don't matter. So this is her prom, I'm guessing, that he's taking her to? It's not his? Because I don't hear Alfonso and his girl talking about this dance. So I think this has got to be something that go that's at her, her private school. Wait, all right, well then you'll wear the black tux. And it almost sounds like... She's giving him an order. And Rick gets really defensive. Like, wow, you this never ends with you, does it? Always oh, telling me what to do. What movie we're supposed to see. And she's like, Rick, we've only seen one movie. He's like, yeah, and you got to pick it. Well, I, I don't know. Usually if you're going on a date, do you both decide what movie you're going to see? Or do you let the girl decide? I think, honestly, honestly it should be a mutual... Or just go with, with the, I mean, Jeremy's in my first movie that we saw on a date was Bad Santa. It was right around the holidays. Um, for Valentine's Day, we saw Win and Date with Tad Hamilton. I'm sure Jeremy didn't want to see it, but he did it out of, you know, love for me. But Rick just looks at Jeannie like, oh, you're telling me what to do. You're giving me orders. Oh, you're telling me I should wear a be- uh, black tux and not a plaid tux and this and that and Of course, Alfonso's girl is like, isn't this embarrassing, Alfonso? And Alfonso's loving every minute of it. Like, he loves to watch people and couples argue because it's not him. He's like, well, I liked the movie and so did Lyle. So, Rick's like, well, hey, why don't you get Lyle to wear the black tux? She finally has had enough, like, you know what? If it's too much trouble, Rick, you don't have to take me to prom. It's clearly an issue for you that you can't just let go and... He's like, yeah, that's right. I don't. And she's like, well, fine, then don't. And they just decide to end things right there. He's like, okay, I won't. And you hear his voice crack because he's like fifteen, going on sixteen. He's finally like, enough. Like, that's fine by me. And she walks over the arcade area, and he walks out the door. Like, so Rick's on the phone, or Rick's on the phone. Edward's on the phone at home, and he's kind of figuring out about worst case. You know, if the strike happens, which it shouldn't because Kate will go down there and fix everything. And he's really, Edward's worried, like, how much do we stand to lose? Apparently, Fred, who Edward's talking to, uh, is just laughing about it. He doesn't say how much does Eddie Toys stand to uh, to lose. He says how long do you think Eddie Toys will hold out as far as the business itself. And not the workers picketing. Apparently Edward hangs up because the guy won't stop laughing. So Edward of course comes to Rick. Like Rick I want to talk to you about something. And Rick is heading up the stairs like dad I'm not in the mood right now. Like can we just do this some other time. And Edward wants to talk about Jeannie. And Rick's like don't bother. We've broken up. It's over. Teenagers are always like, "We're over. It's through," and <laughs> just like they're so final about it. Like, ugh. And the smir- the smile on Edward's face, like I think he believes this whole her father's tied to the mob type of thing rumor that Dexter kind of put in there. It was kind of that little bug in his ear. Like, huh? Hmm. Oh, that's good. It's a relief. <laughs> I'm gonna play this clip. Hi, Dad.
1: Oh, Rick, good. I need to talk to you. That can I please wait? I'm not in the mood. Well, this is kind of important. What is it? Well, son, you know I'm not one to meddle in your private affairs. Oh no. <laughs> but sometimes a parent has to speak up. Take, for instance, Jeannie.
0: Dad, you can forget Jeannie. We've broken up. We're through.
1: Really? <laughs> i'm sorry to hear that
0: yeah so what about her
1: uh, i i just wanted to say that sometimes i have to meddle and this isn't one of them <laughs> you don't feel too bad
0: no 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 i don't feel bad i feel good because i did the right thing good for you and now i'm going upstairs and get myself another date for that prom that's my son. Get right back up on that horse. Oh, so it's I'm going to call Sheila Becker. she'll go with me. Good idea.
1: Yeah, uh, wait a minute. Rick. This <laughs> Sheila, what does her father do for a living?
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's a <forest>. Perfect.
3: <laughs> so, turns out, yeah, Edward doesn't, sense Rick and... Genie, or Dunzo, he doesn't feel like he has to jump in there and say, oh, um, uh, maybe you shouldn't see her because they've already broken up. Not a big deal. And Rick's like, what did you want to, uh, talk about? Oh, it's like, oh, no, Rick, um, sometimes a father has to meddle, and this is not one of those times. And Rick's like, you know what, I'm gonna go to that prom, and he says I'm gonna take Sheila. So Edward's a little nervous, like, uh, oh, Rick, What's does it Sheila's father do for a living? And Rick's like, oh, he's a florist. <laughs> so it's no big deal. I bet her father's got to be pretty busy with if it's prom coming up. You know, people, guys getting corsages for their girls, flowers, all that stuff. Yeah, everyone's like, well, I hope you don't feel bad. And Rick's like, no, I don't feel bad. In fact, I feel pretty good about what I did. In fact, I'm going to go find another date for prom. And he's going to go invite Sheila, who's the daughter of a florist. Good for him. Edward with us That's my boy. Get back up on that horse. Like, stop. Stop. <laughs> a Beckert or Beckard or something or other. Alright, looks like things did not go well. Kate is wearing all leather. A leather jacket with a leather skirt. And it looks like the whole... Union, her talking them down from, you know, the workers going on strike and all that stuff did not go well because Kate is PO'd. She's angry. So let's find out how that went down. My guess is not well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Have a nice day.
0: They were rude Then they were obnoxious Then they were impossible
1: Oh, I know those guys can be pretty difficult <sighs> What guys? Just send a woman in to negotiate for them <laughs> Blouse didn't work, huh?
0: <laughs> I'll get it Hello? Yes, this is Mrs. Stratton Oh, hello, Mr. Bolins What? Jeannie came home crying because Rick wouldn't take her to the prom? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Well, what makes you think it was his fault? What? You're being ridiculous. Oh, you would, would you? Well, that would be just fine. That would be even better.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What would be even better?
0: Joe Boland is on his way over to talk to you.
3: (laughs) Here's a tip. Never answer a phone call when you are angry. Like, and I mean I'm going to punch a hole in the wall angry because you don't know who's on the other end of that call. And she finds out that Jeannie came home crying because Rick wouldn't take her to prom. I'm sure, you know, that's basically her side of things. Like, sweetie, you said you didn't want him to take you to prom. But, whatever. I ain't blaming nobody. They're both at fault. Um, (laughs) So, she's like, oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you know what? Why don't you come over here and say that to my husband's face? Click. Uh, (laughs) So, and meanwhile, Edward and Dexter are listening on the other side, you know, of Kate's receiving end of this phone call. And, oh, he's like, okay, what? Is that about. And she just says, you know, Joe Bolens is on his way over here to see you. Bye. Like, ooh, boy. And Dexter like covers his nose like he's going to get his nose broken by Joe Bolens, who supposedly is involved with the mob or the mafia or something. Well, Kate, of course, has been dealing with probably a bunch of hard-nosed sexist jerks at this union. And she is ready to let a guy have it. You let her at... She already had, you know, gave the guy an earful. You let her at this dude when he comes in. Because they're all, like, deliberating. Like, really? Who says it's Rick's fault? And Dexter's like, well, he probably wants Rick to... He's going to order Rick to take Jeannie to prom. Well, if she doesn't want to go with him... Forcing Rick to take her when he doesn't want to isn't going to make it any better. If anything, it's going to make the situation worse. Who's going to have a fun time knowing they're going with someone who doesn't want to be with them? Yes, because Kate does not know about the fact that supposedly with this rumor that Dexter keeps spewing from his mouth about Jeannie's father, Joe Boland, having a connection to the mob. Oh, Edward says, Joe Bolins is a gangster and Kate just laughs it off like, <laughs> really? You two, you're, you're joshing me. You guys are both kidding me right now, right? It's like, not really. <laughs> They're going based on a rumor that hasn't been 100% confirmed. It's cause the guy's got money and he's got a chauffeur following his daughter around who goes to private school? Doesn't mean he's associated with a mob. There's a lot of rich people out there that send their kids to private school who are not connected to the mob. Oh, okay. So Edward says that, um, Joe Bowens has a history of taking over businesses and unemploying the original, booting out the original owner. So that's what Edward's afraid of. Like, oh boy. That comes down in a fit because apparently Sheila Becker, the one, his, uh, Possible plus one for the prom. Can't go because she's already going with Brad. If she's going with Brad, you don't want to go with this girl because she is, uh. Yeah, Brad, we, we know Brad. He's not good. He's not Derek Taylor level of slime ball, he's probably just underneath Derek Taylor level of slime ball. Esther's like, oh, so you don't have a date then, right? And Rick's like, yeah, it seems like every single girl in this town is taken. And Dexter brings up Jeannie again. And Edward and Carrie like, Dexter, let's not bring up Jeannie. I was like, yeah, you know, it couldn't be a bad idea, you know, if I wore a regular black tux. You could have done that in the beginning and you guys would have been fine. You just wanted to be Mr. Jokester with a plaid tux. Who does that? This isn't some run-of-the-mill fall sock hop. It's a prom. You don't wear goofy tuxes. You are not Mr. Clown Boy! I'm gonna play this clip. Great.
0: Just great. What? What? Sheila Becker is going to the prom with Brad. So you don't have another date yet? It seems like every girl in this town is taken. Except Jeannie.
1: Wait a second,
0: Dex. It's just a suggestion. No, it's not a very good one. I don't know. Maybe it's not so bad if I wore a regular black tux. Black tuxes are so nice. Jeannie really was looking forward to that prom, guys. Well, who wouldn't? Proms are so much fun. Isn't that right, Kate? I don't know. I always thought they were boring. Oh, what do you know? I guess I could go see her and try to patch things up. Well, I don't know, sir. No, 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 Dad, I've made up my mind now. I'm going over there and apologizing. That was close. Why should I apologize? (laughs) It was not wrong. she was. Details, details! (laughs) Dexter, I wasn't the one telling her what to wear or how to act. Well, that's true. That does sound awfully pushy. (laughs) If I go over there now, she'll think she can just walk all over me. So? (laughs) Dexter, it's her fault as much as mine. Why isn't she apologizing to me, right? Well, yeah. Thanks, Dad. I'm glad you agree.
1: (laughs) I'm dead. Thanks for your support. You have my complete support, Edward. I mean after all at times like this, friends have got to stick together. Oops, sorry, gotta run Ciao.
3: So Rick of course decides to just go over to Jeannie's and apologize and you. Know, oh but black talks can't be so bad. It's like it's really not. So he goes out there, he's like, I'm gonna go apologize and then he comes back in and he's like, Why should I apologize? Because if I give in this one, she's gonna think she can walk all over me. And, of course, Kate's like, oh, she does sound a bit pushy. Well, I don't think she was being unrational. I mean, come on, it's a black tux. If he said he wanted to wear a white tux, it would probably totally offset her dress. So, yeah, he go. Rick goes upstairs, and now the doorbell rings, so we're going to meet Joe Bolins. So, yeah, luckily for Kate, the phone rang. Oh, Edward's gonna have to go to the door and answer it himself. So here we go with this bodyguard who Edward, of course, probably thinks is Joe Bolins. And you look at this guy, he's built like a bodyguard, he's got a shaved head. The guy just walks past Edward's uh, outstretched hand like he's ready to shake his hand. Why <laughs> this clip? Because he's like, yes, I'm Rick's father, I'm certainly not his mother. And then, of course, the real Joe Boland steps through the door behind Edward and goes, hello there. And Edward's like, ah!
1: Mistake.
3: No. <laughs> so Joe Bowens, of course, comes in, he's looking around the house, like, "Wow, there must be some good money in this toy business that you have." Because he's looking around the house and just how nice the house is. Like, yeah, there must be a lot of good money coming from your uh, your toy company. And Edward's trying to play it off like, "Oh no, we had a really bad year. It's just it's not good. Kids don't like toys anymore." It's because he, he thinks this guy is gonna take over his company due to his connections and the guy's like look i heard you had a union dispute and a dispute with your workers and all this and i think if you sit down with them you talk reasonably with them things have a way of working themselves out and he's like he even applies it to the whole thing going on between rick and Jeannie and he's telling edward like oh if you sit down and talk to your kid reasonably and everything." And kind of, it almost seems like the wording that this guy uses is, basically, I'm telling you, your son has to apologize to my daughter, regardless of whether it was her fault or his fault, and take her to the prom like they were originally going to do. And Edward's like, so basically you're telling me I have to order my son to take your daughter to the prom? Is that what you're saying? And pretty much he is in no uh, less terms. Kate comes out of the library and Joe Bolens turns to her, like, Oh, I take it you're Mrs. Stratton, the one I spoke with on the phone. She's like, Uh, yeah. And someone calls for Joe Bolens, must have known that he was going to be at uh, the Stratton house. Kate takes Edward into the kitchen. She looks like she has finally settled that whole labor union worker dispute. So I'm gonna play this clip here with Joe Bolins pretty much telling Edward how to raise his kid and like you're gonna order your kid to take my daughter to the dance. <laughs> of course
2: not. Why would they? Well, it looks like the toy business
1: is a good business to get into. Oh, yeah, it's a pretty terrible business. Kids don't like toys anymore. Last year was a terrible year, almost worse uh, as bad as this year. You know, I heard you were having some labor problems. Massive labor problems. Big,
2: big labor problems. Well, I wouldn't worry too much about that. You know, those things have a way of working themselves out. They do? take my word for it
3: yeah uh, the main thing here
2: the main thing is to be reasonable (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) reasonable like this little problem where i'm with the kids i mean i'm sure we can handle this in a reasonable way i agree
1: (laughs) Reasonable is my favorite way to handle things Good, 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 good
2: Now I'm sure my genie would uh, feel a lot better If she knew that Rick was willing to make the first step here Which I'm sure he'll be willing to do Once he gets the proper guidance and advice in this matter
1: If you follow what I'm saying You want me to order Rick to apologize to her I know he can talk (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe not Mr. Bolins I think we have a problem here.
0: Edward, could I speak to you?
1: And this is Mrs. Stratton. That's right. We spoke on the phone. (laughs) Nice blouse. (laughs) Mr. Bolands, I don't think you're going to want to hear this. Excuse me. Yeah, hello. For you.
2: Oh. oh yeah, hi Lenny, how you doing? Hold on. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to take this.
3: That's okay, I need to speak to
0: Edward anyway, we'll be in
3: the kitchen. But Kate tells him that Union rep representative is ready to settle. Edward's surprised cause he's so um focused on what's going on in the on in the living room with Joe Bolin's But, uh, yeah, looks like they're ready to settle at 6%. What exactly did Kate say? So, Kate is just so proud of herself, like, you know, I'm even better than I thought. Oh, can I have a raise? You know, since she works for her husband. He's like, honey, that's great! And he gives her a hug. Let me guess, no to the raise? Maybe to the raise? So, of course, realization dawns on his face as like, oh no, that's terrible! And she's like, what? It's like, yeah, he, Joe Bolin's forced the union to settle. He just heard about, you know, your issues tonight with the whole union. He's like, oh, I hear you have trouble. And he's like, oh, just, you know, if you talk to him reasonably, I'm sure these things have a way of working themselves out. I don't think he's settled with anything. Some outsider just can't go into a company and deal with a union when they don't have any say in the, the company doesn't belong to him. Why would he have any say just because he's supposedly connected to the mob? Like, no, I don't think so. And she's like, who are you talking about? He's like, Bolins, he told me that these labor issues would work themselves out. Uh-huh. the so Kate's upset. She's like, what? You mean it wasn't me? I think it was her. Edward's like, let me guess, He, I think that he pulled some strings so I'd owe him a favor. Oh my goodness. was like, I've had it with this guy, I'm going to tell him what I really think. Like, eh, do you really want to do that? So, Edward comes in on the end of this guy's conversation. Because the guy's talking about someone who has a boat that, I guess, maybe he lost money and now the boat belongs to Joe Boland's or something. Like, the guy loaned him money or something like that. He couldn't pay it back so he doesn't get the boat. And Joe Boland says something like, well, the river's as good a place as any. Like, I don't think he's going to have someone drowned Edward. Relax. I'm gonna play this clip. There's a lot of misunderstanding going on in this scene. Because Joe Boland's like, oh yeah, you were saying something about, you know, gonna tell me something that I didn't want to hear and Edward's like oh no I wasn't and Kate gets right in there like no actually we were so I'm going to play this clip she goes toe to toe with this guy I you were saying
1: <laughs> saying uh,
2: yeah yeah you were saying something that I wasn't going to like hearing
0: that's right you tell me <laughs> what well, we have had it up to here with your arrogant attitude honey. No. I mean who the heck do you think you are anyway going around acting like some sort of godfather Kate (laughs) and that goes for you too (laughs) And what's
2: with her I'm just trying to fix things for my kid (sighs) look Mr. Bolins I can't make Rick go out with her what's the problem, you just tell
1: him what to do and he'll do it that's how things work in my house no you don't understand I don't think our kids should go out together, why not no, why not? Because of your... <laughs> what? What's with your nose? I have a little problem with your line of work. What, are you a vegetarian? I mean, you have something against meat packers? What? Meat packers? <laughs> uh, meat packers don't take people for rides up the East River. Well, how else am I going to sell my boat? <laughs>
3: boat. So, Edward goes out there after... The guy finishes up with a phone call, and Kate gets right in uh, Joe Boland's face. It's like, I've had it up to here with your attitude. You know, you're walking around like you're some sort of godfather. And Edward just grabs Kate and just pulls her away. Like, Kate, you're going to get us all killed. Apparently, she's just on this anger. Like, I'm going to tell you something. As she pokes the bodyguard in the chest and she uh. ugh. <laughs> He's got a chest made of steel or something. So, Joe Bones is like, what's up with your wife? I'm just trying to fix things for my kid. <sighs> so, Edward's like, look, I can't make my son go out with your daughter. And Joe Bones is like, why not? I mean, that's how it works in my house. You tell your kid what to do and they do it. And Edward's like, no, you don't understand. I really don't think our kids should go out at all. So and Joe Bowen's is clued, like why why not? Like, what's wrong with my kid? And Ever's like keeps like putting his hand by his nose and it's like your connections And the guy's like, What are you doing with your nose? So ever's like he just comes out with like, I have a little problem with your line of work and the guy's like, What are you, a vegetarian? I work in a meat packing plant. You got some against meat? It Rick's like meat, or not Rick. Edward's like, really, meatpacker. Yeah, they don't take people for rides up the East River. It's like, the guy's trying to sell his boat. Edward's not buying the whole boat thing. The door rings, and of course, Jeannie's there to apologize to Rick. Of course, the apology is short-lived, because she looks over his shoulder at her father, and like, what are you doing here? Why do you think you need to settle my arguments for me? And he's like, I'm just looking out for you. And she brings up the fact that he sold the boat and mom's going to flip out. Like, she knows about me selling the boat. Like, yeah, she does. And she's not too happy about it. even you know, Jeannie's apologizing to Rick. You know, my temper gets the best of me. Well, I know she had a bit of a temper there. Oh yeah, her dickie's calling her princess. She's like, don't give me that princess line. You stop you said you'd stop meddling in my life and my affairs. This guy is like a marshmallow compared to his daughter Yeah, just a minute ago. He's like, yeah, that's how we handle things in my house. I'll tell my kid to do something, she do it. Like what? <laughs> Apparently, she don't, you don't, cause she's the one calling the shots and you're a dang marshmallow in front of her. Apparently the wife wears the pants in that family too, cause uh, she's like, aren't you uh, worried that you're in enough trouble with mom? Like, oh yeah, she knows about the boat? Yeah, she do. Oh yeah, this guy's like a marshmallow, like, oh, I'll do whatever you want, you just tell me and I'll do what to do and I'll do it. And she's like, well, you can apologize to Mr. Strange. He is like groveling at his daughter's feet. Rick, of course, has no idea what's been going on the whole time. Like, I don't know what's going on here. I don't think I want to know. The only thing I want to know, Janine, are you going to prom with me or not? And she's like, that's the exact question. How can I turn down an answer like that? An invitation like that, gotcha. Rick's like, I better reorder that corsage. When is this prom date? When is this thing happening? So they head upstairs, and of course, Lyle's about ready to go up the steps. When Rick turns around and says, stay, it's like he's not a dog. You can't just order him to do something and he'll do it. Oh, so he has the chauffeur and bodyguard. Joe does have them go out wait outside, and he tells Edward, "Like, look, I'm sorry, I came on too strongly. I was just looking out for my kid." Oh, Joe Bones decides to head home and face the music. Of course, Edward's got a question about, you know, when you said my union strike thing would end eventually, and he's like, "Well, it ended." How did you know? I thought you kind of did something with that. And it's like, what is he going to do? He's an outside party. He can't just go into some business say and talk to some union workers of a business that he doesn't even own. That's stupid. And he tells Edward that he had the same issue with his union that last a strike that lasted for 4 months. Imagine the money he lost in that. So, and then Edward, of course, asks about that Charlie Young person. And the guy's like, oh, well, he got a little too nosy. Hint, hint, you need to stop asking questions.
0: I got it. <laughs> oh, Rick, I am so sorry. I just have this really bad temper, and I, I just let it get the best of me. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> Dad. Dad?
2: <laughs> well, now, now, princess, I can Don't explain. Don't
0: princess me. You promised you wouldn't meddle anymore. Well,
2: you know what? I wouldn't actually call this meddling.
0: Well, I would. I mean, don't you think you're enough trouble with Mom for selling the boat? Boat? She knows. And you know what she told you about butting into my personal life. Listen,
1: you think maybe we could, you know, talk about this later? So, this is how things work at your house, huh? Don't push it. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> Dad, who's that?
2: How can I make it up to you? You just tell me what to do, and I'll do it.
0: Well, you can start by apologizing to Mr. Stratton. Well, look, I have no idea what's going on here, and I'm not sure I want to. I just have one question. Are we going to the prom or not? Now, how could I turn down an invitation like that? All right. I better reorder your cassage. Hey, we'll use the phone upstairs. Stay. <laughs> Ryle is not a dog, Rick.
2: Right? Yeah, you guys. Why don't you guys wait outside? <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm sorry I came in like this. I was just looking out for my kid.
1: Well, I think we both were. Yeah. Well, I better get home and face some music. Before you go, do you mind if I ask you a question? Sure. you remember when you said that my strike would end? Well, it ended. I thought that you ended it. You didn't... it, Did you? Are you
2: kidding? Last year, the union nearly broke my back with a four-month strike. That's great!
1: (laughs) I mean, really? Honestly. Well, that just goes to show you, you shouldn't believe rumors, huh? Oh, hey, can I ask you something else? Well, you know, you ask a lot of questions. Well, this will be the last one. (laughs) Whatever happened to Charlie Younger? Oh, I
3: don't know. Maybe he just got nosy. ho, <laughs> Okay, looks like uh, it's prom night. Rick is out with Jeannie, and Edward and Kate are going to have a little romance time. Oh, Edward is on the couch with his tea or his coffee. He's like, oh, hello there. Like he's being Mr. Romantic. I'm <laughs> going play this clip.
0: You know, Edward, it's kind of nice with Rick at the prom. We got the whole house to ourselves.
3: Hello there.
0: <laughs> Soft music, candlelight,
1: chocolate moves. Getting ideas, Edward?
0: Me?
2: No. <laughs> Me, neither.
3: It's back already What happened? Hi
0: oh, Rick (laughs) What are you doing home so early? Uh, Jeannie and I had a little fight Again? Boy you two are like oil and water Actually we're more like gasoline and matches (laughs) What happened? She didn't like my outfit (laughs) Why not? You look great
1: Yeah I thought the shoes were a real nice touch
0: Me too
3: Oh my gosh (laughs) <laughs> no pace. Oh, no.
1: Answer that.
3: He knows who it's probably going to be. <laughs> so Rick's back early, because Edward and Kate just wanted a romantic night on the couch alone. Rick comes in, and I was like, what's he doing back so early? Turns out he and Jeannie had a fight, and Kate's like, wow, you two are, like, water and oil and Rick's like more like gasoline and fire because she didn't like his outfit he's wearing a black tux like she wanted but the camera pans down to his shoes which are like red with orange lace I thought they were going to be like cl- actual clown shoes like the whole thing I came up with and it's, it's like what? who cares he's wearing the dang tux girl She right she's got a temper So, I think for this episode, I'm just going to rate it, you know, my average, which is three out of five trains. Although, we don't have the train anymore. They got rid of that when uh, Kate decided... Well, I don't think they got rid of it. They just probably put it in storage. But, uh, yeah, when Kate did the remodel or redecorate or whatever you want to call it, she pretty much said, no, the the train's got to go. So... Yeah, just an average three out of five trains. I thought it was all right. The whole plot B with the union strike, the workers striking, and Jeannie's dad apparently supposedly being tied to the the mob, but then again, at the very end of the episode, it's like it leaves you to really wonder, like, is he really tied to the mob? Is he not? Does he have connections? Is he just saying that to... Keep Edward from asking any more questions, that kind of thing. Um, you know, I realized going through the episode towards the end, I'm like, we only get that one scene with Alfonso. Well, no, two scenes. And that's pretty much it. He's like, <laughs> like okay, we don't need Alfonso anymore. Apparently, for the rest of the episode. Because it's all about Rick and Jeannie and Dexter, Edward, Kate, and Joe Bolan. So, yeah, I just... Ugh. Alfonso's way of thinking Like oh girls that go to all girls Schools like they're so starved For male affection and everything It's just like ugh. But I thought it was cute Rick and Jeannie's original meet cute After she apologized for being rude to him And then of course When she and Rick got back together And then uh Let's see Say, uh, the third thing, I liked Rick's tux. I liked his tux at the end. I thought That was cute. Uh, with the red shoes, which I didn't have a problem with it, but clearly Jeannie's got some issues she needs to work out. But like I said, the things I didn't care for, the whole union worker strike thing and the whole mob connection, supposed connection, I didn't care for that. Alfonso's attitude didn't care for that either in the beginning, kinda of sexist. But then again, they're teenage boys. They only really think at fifteen with one part of their body and it's not their brain. <laughs> um Silver Spoonful, I'm just gonna go with If you're gonna <coughs> excuse me, if you're gonna go out with somebody Granted, yes, you're going to have disagreements. And Rick was a little in the wrong, too, where it seems like he was just picking. But then again, she was kind of picking, too, as far as um, just to get on each other's nerves, it just seemed like. You know, that you're, not, you know you're, you're kids. You're not going to agree on everything. But there's got to be a little push and shove when it comes to... I get it. It's prom. The girl wants to have the night perfect and everything, but I have a little leeway for the guy. I mean, come on. It's not just always going to be about the girl. Let the, you know, come on. Not 100% siding with Rick, but she did clearly say she had anger issues she needed to work out, or selfish issues, or ang- whatever. Jealousy. I don't know. What? But anyway, I thought. I liked Christina Applegate. I thought that was. I. Thought that was cute. That was prior to her being on Married with Children, so. I'm looking forward to the next episode even more. Rick at 16, because I remember bits and pieces of watching this episode on, like probably like a Saturday afternoon or something on television. Season 4, episode 23, Rick at 16, which aired on May 4th, 1986. In this episode, Rick asked two girls to be his date at his 16th birthday party. This episode's got a 6.6. What was the last one? I thought it was, like, really low. It was, yeah, it was 5.2, which I'm not surprised. So, I'll be back next week with Season 4, Episode 23. Ricket 16. Bye-bye, everybody. Together.